नमस्ते इंडिया एज वी नो इज ए स्पेशल लैंड विद ए स्पेशल डेस्टिनी एज शुरबिंदो रिवील टू अस दैट इट इज नॉट अ पीस ऑफ अर्थ बट शी इज ए लिविंग गॉडेस इन अ वे एवरी कंट्री हैज इट्स ओन प्रिसाइडिंग डेटी एंड इंडिया दिस गॉडेस इज नोन एज भवानी भारती विच इज एन एस्पेक्ट ऑफ मदर दुर्गा ए ट्रूथ दैट शुरबिंदो रिवील्स ड्यूरिंग द इंडिपेंडेंस मूवमेंट डेज India is a special formation which has been created more by the rishis who have uh, created a spiritual and occult formation within which a very special work is going on not today but since times immemorial truly we cannot even pinpoint and since then india has been like a yagyavedi um, in which um, human material or human consciousness is being forged into Uh, higher and higher levels of humanity that's why and this higher level of humanity in ancient indian time was called as aryan it was it had nothing to do with the north and south the divide which has been artificially created the aryan type was the noblest the best the shrest which was their effort to create a god like humanity out of a present animal humanity this is the grand experiment which the rishis were engaged in and drawn by this um, experiment or this uh, fire there came gods as well as demons so we see in india always the very best and the worst which came together the best came to be uplifted to a still greater best and worst came to be purified and changed for the better so this is the grand experiment which went on in india through countless seers and rishis and in our present age we see shurbindo taking up this effort this uh, work which has been going on uh, and taking it to a tremendously it's ultimately to its grand culmination to its final fulfillment but to do that uh, shurbindo had to first awaken india and reminder of her work and mission because when shurbindo comes we see it's literally midnight over india people have forgotten their own greatness they have been enslaved which is not a good condition enslaved not just by the british let's not forget the mughals and over a over centuries and uh, india was made to feel that it is a land worthy of only being slaves or the other way that they were invaders which was this which is how the aryan um, dravidian myth came about vishwabindu bust so first it, what he did first was to awaken indians to their own greatness and it's important because very often people say what is the point of Uh, remembering who you were and what we did in vedic times and upanishadic times this because the fruits and flowers of a tree don't hang in the air they hang on branches which are nourished by the sap which runs from the soil of the uh, land so it's important for india to recover the lost past and its glories but what is important equally important or even greater important is not to get stuck there this is of course important that we don't only keep on basking in the glories of the past but we forge ahead from the dawns of the past to the noons of the future this is the destiny of india and with regard to that shurbindo made a very clear road map in fact the uh, gift of india's independence came on his 75th birthday which he took as it took it as a sign of god stamp and seal on his work and in that day in his independence day message he spoke of five dreams for india uh, for the world so 
these dreams were not just dreams in the sense we dream but they are dreams of the divine dreams of the seers the dreams of the yogi so they have been implanted into the soil of earth consciousness into human nature to bear fruits if we align with this dream we'll have the privilege and the great fortune to be collaborators in a wonderful work that is taking place right now upon earth with india as its hub and if we refuse to collaborate still the work will be done much the way in the gita before the war starts shri krishna tells arjuna that you have been given the privilege great privilege to be the instrument of a great work but even if you refuse the work will be done because such is my will so we may call them dreams but i would call it as will of the divine which is pressing for realization upon earth so what are these five dreams where he said india has to play a central role so the dreams are not only for india but for earth and humanity but india has to play a central role and one of the dreams that he gives is that the first in fact the very first dream the first of these dreams was a revolutionary movement which would create a free and united india so india got free but not united and we know the backdrop that when the crips proposal had come to give a united india with dominion status shobindo had taken it as grace and asked them to accept it but the then leaders felt that well what does shobindo know this was a great fall for indians themselves who always revered the word of the rishi and the yogi beyond the seat of the thinker whatever be the reasons they refused and though the gift of india came it was a divided india split along communal lines the division was because not even ethnic you see if you look at culturally and from the ethnic point of view it is the same ethnic divisions are still understandable but it was a religious divide which is very false and artificial a group of people which shared a very common history which had very similar temperament in many ways if you look at punjab uh both sides even the language the nuances the way of life there is so much similarity and yet it was divided along religious lines and this is what shurbindo spoke about it that um, it is india has been free but it is not uh, a complete union it is a divided state and then he put says something very interesting but the old communal division into hindus and muslims seems now to have hardened into a permanent political division of the country this 1947 um people didn't hit to it it is to be hoped that this settled fact will not be accepted as settled forever or as anything more than a temporary expedient for if it lasts india may be seriously weakened even crippled civil strife may remain always possible possible even a new invasion and foreign conquest mark the words india's internal development and prosperity may be impeded her position among the nations weakened her destiny impaired or even frustrated and then comes one of the mahavakyas this must not be the partition must go he is giving a solution which is far more radical than what we are even imagining today some people have begin to speak about it this is the dream of the akhand bharat it was not for india's own sake but for the sake of the world that india must be reunited so he says the partition must go let us hope that that may come about naturally by an increasing recognition of the necessity not only of peace and concord but of common action by the practice of common action and the creation of means for that purpose so here this word let us hope reminded me of shri krishna's caution to duryodhana that i am giving you this proposal accept it if you don't still my will will be done 
This is what should have been revealed in 1948 to K. Munshi. When he came, he said the partition must go and will go if because Pakistan has been created by falsehood, farce and force. And if it doesn't come about naturally, then whatever means the, the union has to take place. So this is a far destiny and much can be spoken about it. Much has been written about it. The mother herself spoke about it, especially her role in the 1971 war from behind. Uh, so this is one of the dreams. But he says, let us hope that it comes by in recognition. And what outer form it will take is not really relevant. The mother did speak about it that in all likelihood, Pakistan will split into five parts and they will seek a reunification with India. And uh, this reunification will be of a larger kind of a concord, like a confederation of nations. So this what we see is uh, taking place uh, in a certain sense. Another dream was for the resurgence and liberation of the peoples of Asia and a return to our great role in the progress of human civilization. Asia has arisen, large parts are now quite free or are at this moment being liberated its others still subject or partly subject parts are moving through whatever struggles towards freedom. So this we see that that was a time when many of the Asiatic nations were governed either with other Asiatic nations or also from the Western world. But with the shift of focus, in fact, the, I keep saying that the mother moving from France to India is so symbolic. It is the shift of the Shakti from the Western to the you know Eastern world towards Asia. And again, as I said, people may debate and discuss, but this is the age of Asia and this is the age of India. It's all literally like when we travel, we see the map where there is night and there is day and it changes as we move forward. So there was the daylight in uh, Europe in the previous uh, era, maybe a couple of thousand years with Socrates, the age of reason, the age of enlightenment, whatever it meant. But now the balance is shifted because we are entering the age of intuition for which India is most equipped. As the mother said, the psychic law, um, India is a land where the psychic law can and must prevail. So this shift is taking place. And she says that, Shubhinda says that there India has her part to play and has begun to play, play it with an energy and ability which already indicate the measure of her possibilities and the place she can take in the council of the nations. We can see that India had, had begun to play its part, but again it got weakened. And now once again India is rising and beginning to have a say in the world affairs. The third dream was a world union forming the outer basis of a fairer, brighter and nobler life for all mankind. This we see repeatedly our present Prime Minister is stressing even in the United Nations and WHO and showing all the hypocrisies, all the falsehood which are governing these uh, you know, organizations which are meant to actually bring about unity. But they are themselves becoming instruments of fear and division. So it is good that you know uh, it's being spoken of. And in this unification, the mother also saw a great role of India becoming a bridge between America and Russia. She has said that America, Russia and India must work together, come together for the creation of a new world. And in a certain sense, one can actually see that this writing is already there on the wall. Though indistinct and yet illegible, but the world is moving towards a place, in, um, towards a... Uh, space where ultimately there will be no choice left but for America, Russia and India to come together despite the present appearances so that they can build a better world. 
and uh, he speaks of this that in this process there may be catastrophes a catastrophe may intervene and interrupt or destroy what is being done but even then the final result is sure here there is a very clear certainty of uh, uh, this happening the union of mankind the world union and he says that in this particular place india has to play a great role and more importantly it is thus that nationalism will fulfill itself to annul nationalism and create internationalism is not the path because if we do that we will only open doors to a fresh cultural and other invasions so nationalism will fulfill itself through some of the things he has said but an outward basis is not enough there must grow up an international spirit and outlook international forms and institutions must appear perhaps such developments or multilateral citizenship willed interchange or voluntary fusion of cultures nationalism will have fulfilled itself and lost its militancy and would no longer find these things incompatible with self preservation and the integrality of its outlook so nation units are also important because they are um, unique experiments of the divine different nations and it must right now it is governed by the spirit of self preservation which is valid or sometime by the spirit of expansion which is of course an asuric way of asserting it but nationalism must fulfill itself by bringing in each its own best into the world like vishvayagna and thereby contribute to the world progress this is the purpose of nationalism each nation must find its soul and fulfill itself in the totality of the world this is what is happening now this kind of sudden stress on nationalistic you know understanding of nation each nation is turning upon itself and trying to find its own soul it's happening from japan to america so one can see that this is happening in whatever way another dream the spiritual gift of india to the world has already become begun india's spirituality is entering europe and america in an ever increasing measure and we know it started more or less by swami vivekananda and now it continues that movement will grow amid the disasters of the time more and more eyes are turning towards her with hope and there is even an increasing resort not only to her teachings but to her psychic and spiritual practice so international yoga day is one of the steps and it interestingly on june 21st which again is the day when the arya was announced to the world way back in 1914 and uh, people of course there are all kinds of things that it's it's a religion and all yoga is not about religion it's about growing within it's about evolving yourself and it should it should be a subject but of course right now we are still looking at it only in terms of physical exercise but the day we understand that yoga is all about human potential and growing from our uh, low narrow divided state to a higher greater and vaster and unified state of being then uh, you know it is something which should be the most taught subject in the world and finally he says the final dream was a step in evolution which would raise man to a higher and larger consciousness and begin the solution of the problems which have perplexed and vexed him since he first began to think and to dream of individual perfection and a perfect society so we all have these dreams we don't know how to do it shubindu says the way is not outer the way is not material growth the way is not technological success all these things are all right he is not saying don't do it but he is saying the way lies in human evolution from man to beyond man and he says then only the process will begin until we have taken that measure begun to ascend to greater and greater levels of consciousness because that itself is a journey in 
that time i think it was yuthan the chief of the secretary general of united nations he said if man has to grow to change this world it's time that we grow so more and more there is a recognition that if man doesn't change nothing changes you have systems you have organizations you have everything you have democracies you have dictatorships we have played with everything possible communism capitalism but man is the same so give any system to man and he'll corrupt it because uh, he knows the art of doing it or rather man's mind which is a dupe of his animal self has perfected the art of deception so the way forward is for man to evolve from this state of animal humanity to a divine superhumanity of the future all that we can find in shobindo's writings and says then only there will be truly will begin to dream of individual perfection and a perfect society well this was 1947 so he says this is still a personal hope and an ideal which has begun to take hold both in india and in the west on forward looking minds the sign of forward looking minds is to look beyond the frame of of humanity the difficulties in the way are more formidable here too if this evolution is to take place since it must proceed through a growth of the spirit and the inner consciousness the initiative can come from india and although the scope must be universal the central movement may be hers so in all efforts to unify the east and west shobindo very clearly cautioned it is not to take place on the surface the basis must be the indian spirit and then the development must include all the material development and a rationalistic thought and the stress upon humanitarianism which european and western thought brings so these are the dreams and on this 75th uh, anniversary of india and 150th birth anniversary of shobindo let us pray and aspire that may we participate in these dreams of the divine toward their fulfillment both individually and collectively in whatever small measure may be because the divine does not give the fruits based on the bigness big efforts he gives the fruit based on the sincerity of our effort wherever we are whatever we are station if we can do nothing even if we can hope and pray and aspire we would have done something namaste